Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We thank God that we have had a time of worship in his presence that was so real. God said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. I would not want to be where God is not because in his presence is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. In his presence, some extraordinary things happen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you would turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 2 and also the Gospel of John chapter 3. Genesis chapter 2 and the Gospel of John chapter 3. Hallelujah. I said last week that Matthew was not the first book of the gospel or the, the first gospel that was written because the gospel is talked about in a book, but the gospel is bigger than any book. But God began to talk about the gospel in the book of Genesis. Hallelujah. So that was not to minimize the book of Matthew or to set it aside or you have to realize in what spirit I said what I said because the gospel began before anything was ever even written. Hallelujah. The gospel began, the Bible said that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. So this morning, we want to look at a couple of brief passages of scripture. One of which I will read, well, both of them really I will read from the Complete Jewish Study Bible. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and verse 7, it says, Then Adonai, or God Almighty, then Adonai, God, formed a person from the dust of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. Then Adonai, God, formed a person from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life so that he became a living being. God had already formed Adam from the Adoma. He formed Adam. That's where Adam gets his name from. Uh, we call him Adam, but that's really not his name. That was his origin. The place that he was formed from was the Adoma. So we call him Adam because he is a product of the ground. We are a product of the ground, of dirt which in and of itself tells us that we ought to be productive as people because the ground is something that produces. 
unless it is dead ground. The book of James, chapter 2, verse 26, I didn't give you that reference and I apologize. James, chapter 2, verse 26 says, Indeed, just as the body without a spirit is dead. That's the only part of that verse I want to read. I believe that's the, the, the A part of that verse. But that's the part I wanted to read. James says, indeed, just as the body without a spirit is dead. What was Adam before God breathed into him the breath of life? He was dead. He had no activity. He had no animation. He was just a clump of earth lying on the ground. Now, if you would turn with me to John chapter 3, John chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Hallelujah. The Bible says there was a man. Let me read it to you first of all out of the King James. Let me read it out of your version first. Is that all right? Amen. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. They took note of Jesus that he was extraordinary. So Nicodemus wanted to find out and he didn't want nobody else to know he was talking to Jesus. So he came to him at night. Verse three says, Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not, don't be amazed, Nicodemus, that I said unto thee, ye must be Born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, or well it wherever it will, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we, knew, we do know, 
We know, we speak what we talk, we know what we're talking about when we speak and testify that we have seen. And ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Open that door. Where was I? Because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hated the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Now, let me read that same passage of scripture to you out of the complete Jewish study Bible. This particular translation says there was a man among the Purushim named Nakdemon, who was a ruler of the Judeans. This man came to Yeshua by night and said to him, Rabbi. We know it is from God that you have come as a teacher. For no one can do these miracles you perform unless God is with him. Yes, indeed, Yeshua answered him. I tell you that unless a person is born again from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nakdemon said to him, how can a grown man be born? Can he go back into his mother's womb and be born a second time? Yeshua answered, 
Yes, indeed. I tell you that unless a person is born from water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born from the flesh is flesh. And what is born from the spirit is spirit. He says to Nicodemus, stop being amazed at my telling you that you must be born <coughs> again from above. The wind blows where it wants to, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. That's how it is with everyone who has been born from the spirit. Nakdemon replied, how can these things happen? Yeshua answered him, you hold the office of a teacher in Israel and you don't know this? Yes, indeed. I tell you that what we speak about, we know. And what we give evidence of, we have seen. But you people don't accept our evidence. If you people don't believe me when I tell you about the things of the world, how will you believe me when I tell you about the things of heaven? No one has gone up into heaven. There is only the one who has come down from heaven, the son of man, just as Moshe lifted up the serpent in the desert. So must the son of man be lifted up so that everyone who trusts in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only and unique son so that everyone who trusts in him may have eternal life instead of being utterly destroyed. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but rather so that, the, so that through him the world might be saved. Those who trust in him are not judged, but those who do not trust have been judged already in that they have not trusted in the one who is God's only and unique son. Now, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, but people love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their actions were wicked. For everyone who does evil things hates the light and avoids it so that his actions won't be expressed or exposed, excuse me, so that his actions won't be exposed. But everyone who does what is true comes to the light so that all may see that his actions are accomplished through God. The title of our message is, Now Are We the Sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. Father, we ask that you would anoint my lips. Lord, I pray that you would give me preaching power, Lord, in the next few minutes. That, Lord, that you would allow your Holy Spirit, Lord, to speak to our hearts. We know that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has really understood the things 
that you have prepared for those that love you. But, Lord, you said in your word that the Spirit of God reveals those things to us. They are revealed by the Spirit. Father, we thank you right now. We ask that you be glorified, that you would be manifest in this place and manifest in our lives today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now are we the sons of God. This past week, the Lord has been talking to me along the line of my position in him, how I have been operating as a Christian and how I should be operating or functioning as a born again believer. Did you hear what I said? As a born again believer. It is my feeling that something has been off. I'm talking about my life. It is my feeling that something has been off, missing, absent, all of the terms here mentioned. But my Bible tells me in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, he says, John says, uh, dear friends, we are God's children now, and it has not yet been made clear what we will become. We do know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he really is. And when you talk about a child, when you talk about somebody as your parent, you are talking about your progenitor. You are talking about the one where you receive your DNA from. You are talking about the one that has given you your genetic disposition. Did you hear what I said? We are talking about God because Paul told those people out there on Mars Hill, he said, in him we live, we move, and we have our being. And we read in the book of Genesis that God created man from the dust of the ground. He created Adam from the Adomah. But you have to do some research to really see a little bit deeper into this thing. Because if you really study the word Adam, which is, came from the word Adomah, it, it is made up of two different constructs. And the latter part of that is the Hebrew word Dom. D-O-M or D-A-W-M, where we get the word blood from. Did you hear what I said? And so God created man from the dust of the ground. He created Adam from the Adomah. He created man from blood. And so man had a certain kind of disposition, but man was dead before the spirit of God came into him. The thing that made man alive was when God breathed into man the breath of life. And before that, God had already said, let us create man in our image and after our likeness. Now, let me tell you this also, that everything came from somewhere. The Bible said, talked about the, the trees and, and the trees that had fruit and the fruit had seed within itself. 
How is a tree produced? How are things produced? How are things perpetuated? It is perpetuated through seeds. Isn't that right? And so how did we come to the earth through Adam's seed? And the Bible said that he was the first Adam, the first man, Adam. Isn't that right? And God said, you can eat of every tree of the garden, but of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat from it because when you eat from it, you shall do what? You shall surely die. You're going to be in a dead disposition after that. There's going to be an alienation between me and you. Isn't that right? What's the difference between a saved person and an unsaved person? There is an alien, one who lives in alienation from God, away from God, away from the spirit of God, away from the understanding of God, away from the revelation of God. And there is one who lives in the revelation of God, in the understanding of God, because they have been what? Born again. And so the Bible says about, don't, don't get lost, but the Bible says about Abraham, it said that his son was blessed. That Isaac was blessed. Why? Because he was in Abraham. Isn't that right? And so Adam sinned, but we did not come along before Adam sinned. We came along after Adam sinned. So we get the results through the DNA, through our genetic makeup of what Adam did because we came along after he did what he did. Did you get what I said? And so now you have people that are dispositionally uh, uh, discombobulated. Isn't that right? And so it's more than just a surface thing. It is something that is in the blood. The Bible says that the life is in the blood. You are in your blood. Your DNA is determined by your blood. Your makeup is determined by your blood. Your blood causes everything in your body to function. Everything. Cause your heart to be able to do what it does. Isn't that right? If you have no blood, then you won't have any life. That's why Jesus said, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood because you need some life. You, that life that Adam gave you is a dead thing. But you need what I'm going to give you because it's a living thing. And if you have, if you eat me, you shall never die. But God said, Adam, don't eat of that tree because in the day that you eat from the tree, you shall surely die. And what, what, what was he talking about? What, what was he really telling Adam? In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 17, Paul says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity or futility of their mind, having the understanding darkened. Who is a Gentile? One that is away from God. One that is away from the covenant of God. One that is away from the life of God. He said, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. When we operate in the flesh, when we try to worship in the flesh, when we try to serve God in the flesh, we are operating from a cursed place. We are operating from a place of disadvantage. That's why people that, 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 that suffer with drug addiction and that suffer with, with alcoholism and all those kind of things, a lot of the time they go round and round with all of these different 
uh, man-made solutions and, and man-made antidotes and all these kind of things. And they never really get to the bottom of it because the bottom of it is not the alcohol. The bottom of it is what's causing you to drink. Isn't that right? It's the thing that is causing that person to drink. And so Jesus told Nicodemus on this particular night when Nicodemus came to Jesus. And it is my belief that Nicodemus really had didn't want anybody to know that he was talking to Jesus. Otherwise, why would he come to him at night? Some people don't want to admit that they just don't know. <laughs> Isn't that right? Especially when they hold some kind of office and some kind of position and they are supposed to be important people. They don't want to admit that they just don't know. And this is what the doctors need to do that's dealing with people with drug addiction and with, with uh, all these kind of different other addictions, uh, alcoholism and, and all these kind of things. They need to admit that they just really don't know. Hallelujah. He said that he came to him at night. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. Nicodemus was a leader of the people. Phariseeism was a school of thought after the destruction of the second temple when the people that came back from Babylon. Pharisee was a, uh, their beliefs and their teachings were the foundational liturgical and uh, ritualistic basis for rabbinic Judaism. But Nicodemus had to come to Jesus because he noticed something about Jesus. He said, look, you're doing something that we're not doing. And the world needs to realize that, that Jesus is doing things that they are just not doing because they're not connected to the one that's doing the thing. Hallelujah. They're trying. They're trying, but they're not doing it. And Jesus is the one that's doing it. Jesus is the one that's opening blinded eyes. Jesus is the one that's making crooked people straight and all this kind of thing. He's the solution. I remember Andre Crouch sung some years ago. He said, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. Hallelujah. And so Nicodemus said, look, we, we know you. We, we know we know you're special because you're doing miracles. And, and we know that no man can do this by himself. So you have to be sent from God. And Jesus said, look, you see, there's something about Jesus that people come to him one way asking all these questions. But he sees what's really behind the question. He sees what they really want to know. They can come like the woman at the well came to him and asked him, about, well, uh, we, your, your, uh, our people say y'all to worship in this mountain. Y'all say we ought to worship over there. And Jesus said, go call your husband. Because the problem isn't where you worship at because God is a spirit. So it's really not about where you physically worship God. Because God is looking for those that worship him in spirit and in truth. But the real problem is that you're thirsty. That's the real problem. You're thirsty. You came to me with all this other stuff. But the real problem is that you are thirsty. Nicodemus came to him and said, oh, yeah, we see that you're doing these miracles and we know that you're sent from God and all this kind of stuff. And Jesus said, you must be born again. I see what you're really after. You must be born again. And, and, and if you look at it uh, uh, in its syntax, in, the, in its uh, uh, sentence structure, to be born again is to be born from the beginning. And so Jesus was telling Nicodemus, you must be. It is imperative. There is no other way around this. You must be, I've got a couple more minutes, you must be born again. The Bible said that just as we are born the image of the earthly, we shall also, stay with me, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So everything that we got genetically, we got it from Adam. That's what makes us who we are right now today. 
But just like we got everything from Adam, now the Bible said that Jesus is the second Adam. So that the thing that we get from him genetically now is what, what we get from him. We're going to look like him. We're going to act like him. We're going to talk like him. We're going to live like him. Isn't that right? Our disposition is going to be like him. And so even though Nicodemus lived in a world where they had all these religious protocols going on and they had the Sadducees and they had the Pharisees and they had the temple and they had the temple reading uh, was called the Parsha and all these kind of things. There were there were a, there was a bigger issue that was going on because it's not about religion, but it's about relationship. It is about God putting us back into our proper place. I'm not just talking about in our position as far as being in the church. I'm talking about as what he created us to be. God wants to bring us back to where he created us to be, to look like him, to have his makeup. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. So Jesus said, Nicodemus, hold up, hold up. Don't be crazy. Don't be foolish. He said, look, I'm not talking about you going back into your mother. I'm not talking about a man that has been born going back into his mother. But I'm talking about you being born again from the spirit of God. Because either we're functioning in Adam, in the flesh, in a cursed place, in a place of disposition, in a place of, 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 of uh, uh, I lost my words, hallelujah. In a place of disadvantage. Amen? Because if we're operating in a place of flesh, then we're operating in a place of disadvantage. Because the Bible said those that are in the flesh cannot please God. Nothing that they do will please him. But those that are in the spirit, huh? But God said that if we are sons, then the sons of God are to live according to what? The spirit of God. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? And so this, this is what God is trying to bring us back to, to where we get into a place where we understand that the things that we're struggling with in our lives and the things that we can't seem to overcome is because we're trying to overcome them in a place of death and a place of disadvantage, which is the flesh. We are trying to overcome them in and of ourselves. Why can't we receive revelation from God? Because we need the spirit of God to receive these revelations. If we try to operate in the first birth, we will never get it. Jesus said, I mean, I'm sorry, Nicodemus said, how can these things be? I don't understand them. And in our flesh and in Adam, we will never understand them because Adam lost the light. He lost the understanding and he lost the revelation because God said in the day that you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die. Adam didn't fall down and die, but his, the, the eyes of his understanding became dark. He no longer could perceive God correctly. He no longer could have any kind of real revelation of God. He said, in the day that you eat. So we'll pick up next week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the day that you eat, you shall surely die. But God is trying to bring us back to the place where he first put us in connection with himself. Father, we thank you right now, Lord, for the power, for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the illumination that you want to give to each and every one of us concerning yourself. Lord, we ask that you be glorified in our lives, that you would manifest yourself to us. And Father, that we would live according to your spirit and not according to the flesh, 
Because we know, Lord, that just like you rejected Cain and his offering because he did it according to his own works. He did it according to his own flesh. But you accepted Abel because he gave you something that had blood in it. Lord, you're saying the blood. You only accept us because of the blood. And we thank you right now, Father. We thank you. We thank you right now in Jesus name. Ephesians 1 7 and we'll close with this in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. If there's any way that we want to get back to where God wants us to be, if we're going to be brought back to that place, it's through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you.